0: Welcome, everybody, to the Cleared Off the Line podcast for soccer fans and soccer players alike. I'm Forrest Tucker. And I'm Terry Craig.
1: Let's get right to it.
0: What's up, guys?
1: Terry here alongside my partner here, Forrest Tucker. First and foremost, we hope you're all safe and whatnot, doing the best that y'all can, social distance. Y'all know the deal. And so first, we're just going to update just what we've been doing recently. For me, I've struggled to get in get into a routine, but recently I found one, you know, just waking up, playing a little video games, doing some school work, going for a run. And I really settled in. And, you know, I just, and a lot of my free time that I spent on social media, you know, just watching those football challenges and whatnot, just seeing how a couple of my favorite clubs are trying to get us engaged. What about you, Forrest?
0: Man, I've been doing the same. I've been playing Mario Kart. I've been doing homework and i've been watching soccer pretty much like just highlights i started watching old 2010 world cup highlights i don't know why i think one no, one day there was like nothing i wanted to watch on netflix so i decided i watch some of that and i'm falling in love with diego forlan playing for uruguay in that world cup that some of his goals were crazy honestly all of a exactly. sudden crazy but you know the highlights have been core cool watch like it's cool cuz a lot has changed in 10 years honestly it's just crazy we were talking about how the style of plays have changed. There's just so much less attacking energy. I'll say going forward, so it's just kind of weird. Like we're looking at it, and it's like, well, yeah, this is and just a whole different 4-4-2 game. Two formations dead. Yeah, I mean, four four two is the benchmark. That's like what you always, I think, start out with playing in soccer. But now, you know, there have been managers there have been a lot of high profile managers that like to play with five in the back or like even they'll have four in the back but they'll switch to playing five in the back sometimes during the game and like wing back to become so much more prevalent and now you only have like one striker um i always like as a player i liked having two strikers if i was playing up top because you just had someone to kind of mess around with the defense with you know you could switch sides really quickly you could confuse them um, You can do things where, you know, one of, you know, you hold up the ball and then someone runs onto it. So I don't know. It's, it's, yeah. it's, it's, weird. it's, it's always cool to see the changes and stuff. But, you know, I think a lot of soccer traditionalists or traditionalists are mad that we don't have as much attacking in the game these days. And it's kind of like playing it safe and park the bus and stuff. But, you know, I don't know. I don't know if today's players are like trained for that. I feel like a lot of the goals aren't as flashy as they were 10 years ago. So... You know, but we're all trying to stay occupied and stuff. I know that we miss playing and all that stuff because, like, it really sucks playing alone when you're just, you know, you're just, like, playing and kicking the ball against the wall. But we see some cool stuff on TikTok lately. Have you been on TikTok lately, Terry, with, the, with some soccer stuff on there? You know, I see TikTok every now
1: and then. I see things mostly on Instagram, <laughs> I'll say. But there was this one video that you showed me about French Montana that I was – just laughing at uh, y'all don't know French Montana is a rapper, and he's from Morocco. And yeah, not Morocco, he's not
0: French and he's not from Montana.
1: Yeah, how can you call <laughs> yourself that?
0: You're not from. You're from you're Morocco.
1: Which is funny, but um, yeah, back when he was in Morocco, he used to love soccer, used to play, blah blah blah, goes on goes on, and there was this video of him just juggling the ball around he had had a little beer gut too i don't know what french montana has been eating recently i guess uh
0: probably he's on the hennessy
1: yeah like you like terry yeah (laughs) i guess uh the coronavirus might be getting to him a little bit this pandemic but anyway um juggling the ball around look kind of shaky with the ball and i guess a couple people called him out and uh he posted another video with him doing three different tricks, and he called the ball a rock. And I yeah, think that was the basketball. first one.
0: People calling him out on
1: that. Yeah, call that's the ball a rock. That's, yeah, no, yeah, no bueno, no bueno.
0: But that's a basketball. It,
1: but I will say that second video, yeah, he had some, he had some skill. I'll, I'll give him that. He bounced back.
0: I think, yeah. I think in the second video he had the number fifteen. As a caption or in the video, I think it was a TikTok or whatever. So I think he like he did fifteen, he fifteen juggles, at, in response to people saying that his his kickups were not up to par. So yeah. French Montana, man, just don't call the ball a rock and you'll be straight. Um, I'm not really judging him on his skills; I'm judging him on that he called the ball a rock, which is not like you said. It's no bueno. So yeah, <laughs> I saw one. I think this was of Marco Ascencio. He has a pool in his backyard. And I got I got on TikTok like two days ago, cause I was bored, and I just said, let me follow soccer pages on here. You know, four four three, Barcelona, Real Madrid, Bayern, and they were ones of Marco Asensio. He has a pool, and then he has a wall on the other side of his pool. It's really it's a small pool, but he was he was volleying the ball up against the wall, over his pool, and he like. On balance, on par, everything was crispy. So that was pretty dope to see. I don't, you know, that's pretty nice. But, like, you know, it's probably, you know, luckily every one of these footballers has, like, a nice back garden. Um, Yeah, that's one thing I've seen about all these videos. Nice, They have a nice back back garden. garden. (laughs) So if you're ever going to, like, play soccer professionally, have a nice back garden. What we didn't, what we also talked about, which you brought up to me, and which, like, I, I think the whole internet scene by now, is russian hepburn murphy or russian hepburn murphy that's a that's a weird first name it's pretty unique but he plays for aston villa and we have never heard of him before but this man no one no one knew about him but he decided to volley the ball up against a wall as you do but he hit his upstairs window in the process what did you think when you saw that
1: oh man two things. The first thing that stood out to me was his reaction afterwards. He just stood there with his hands <laughs> on his head for a good oh, 15 seconds just standing there. He, he knew he had messed up. And then second, the comment section just, just got to me.
0: He was like... I never looked he at was that. Like,
1: he was like, man, the reason I look like that was because, you know, no one's going to come out to fix it anytime soon because of quarantine. And then a lot of Premier League players, even. I guess he has a lot of friends in the Premier League, English International. Just people are just going at him, having a go at him. It was hilarious. Probably the highlight of uh, social media during this pandemic.
0: Yeah, there's been a lot of, uh, I mean, literally, like, it's soccer content is going crazy, especially with players just themselves doing it's a pretty good time for player generated content right now because none of the clubs can really put out stuff that's like i honestly don't think any of the clubs can hold my attention right now with their content because i know for united following them none of the stuff they're putting out really intrigues me and honestly i think that for for my purposes i'd rather see stuff from a player's point of view than a club's almost any day just because the club I just feel like club social media, it, it can only go so far. But with players, like you want, they're gonna do new stuff every day. And with TikTok especially, I think it just gets that new level. Maybe club content on Instagram just isn't isn't what I like anymore. It's getting old. But I think it's I think it's interesting. Definitely, uh, definitely don't you know. Definitely funny to see people break uh, the top window though. I was worried that was like it was his mom's place. You know what I'm saying? Yeah wouldn't want to break her window definitely Nah, no nah. um but you know moving on we have like this i mean basically everything we're talking about today is pretty social media based but there's a rumor that was started by this 29 year old london man uh he had sent a minute or so long whatsapp recording um it was a spoof it was a joke a prank if you will um saying that the Ministry of Defence was going to start baking a giant lasagna. If you're not familiar with lasagna, it is a delicious Italian pasta dish. Inside agreed. Wembley Stadium, yes, agreed. Um, inside Wembley Stadium, they were going to have heaters and ovens, whatever, under the floor, on the pitch, whatever, what have you. Then they were going to close the roof to make to keep all the heat in um, in Wembley to make the lasagna. For all of Britain, and then have drones um, carry slices to everyone in the country. And this caught on, and people thought this was a real thing. Um, Terry, how uh, you ever had really a really good lasagna in your life that you know you would, that, you know, in your day, you ever had a good lasagna? I mean,
1: I don't think I've ever had a bad lasagna yet, so. I guess that's a good thing and we're gonna get into more bat lasagna later. But as for this situation, I guess people are so bored that they're willing to believe anything, like a giant lasagna in Wembley Stadium. Like I guess under normal circumstances when people are getting sunshine and out and about every day, they'll be in their right minds to think, huh, maybe this is a little crazy, you know. How about you? Yeah. What's your what's your take
0: on it? I uh I don't know. I, I think <laughs> maybe lasagna is gonna make uh a, a emergent as the new match day food. Maybe that's what's gonna happen. Maybe we're we're thinking about lasagna so much now that Wembley Stadium wouldn't it be cool if Wembley Stadium had like limited edition lasagna on an England match day? Let's say if they play Italy. That'd be I think that'd be kind of a piss take, honestly. But I maybe that'd be just funny. I don't know. That's the so. that's the
1: type move that and a way team would think
0: about and use that as motivation. So I don't know, they
1: might. They might.
0: That <laughs> Let, what other stadiums could be used to make lasagna? Let's see. I don't know. I don't you know, you can make a nice lasagna in the Azteca. It's hot. It's you would even have they don't even have a roof down there, but it's hot enough in Mexico. You can make lasagna in the Azteca, right?
1: Exactly. I mean, climate seems hot. I know every time the U.S. boys go down there to play. <laughs> you can see the sweat dripping off them just minutes into the game. though: so. yeah, I know.
0: Apparently, the altitude there is really high, so that's why it's also oh, yeah. terrible. Yeah. Otherwise, man, you could you can make lasagna in South Carolina right now. Maybe maybe USC should um, get Williams-Brice Stone Stadium and make some lasagna there. I don't know, but we'll, we'll see. see. Otherwise, we, we, the bad lasagna, yeah, the bad lasagna, this lasagna um, fiasco brought up another lasagna and soccer combination where Spurs <laughs> had some bad lasagna at their Canary Wharf Hotel before playing West Ham back in the day, um, and they needed to win. They needed to do well in the games to get the last Champions League spot. They were playing Terry's club, Arsenal, and the Spurs players were vomiting like crazy. Um... And yeah. in the end, uh, it, it was it was food poisoning was not the cause. It was uh, a viral, um, I think, yeah. stomach, stomach bug. But I will say this, uh, if you know, you're going to I've always loved pasta before a game, but m- make sure you have that as a side dish because lasagna, I feel like lasagna might uh, you could go wrong with that. I know you said never had bad lasagna, Terry, but, you know, I don't know if that should be pre match meal. I feel like lasagna might be cursed in the soccer world.
1: Yeah I, don't, yeah, I don't know about it being a pre-match meal, but lasagna is good. But I will say this about that situation with Spurs, you know. As an Arsenal fan, that lasagna was pretty good. That's all I got to say. Yeah, tell you. yeah. pretty good.
0: <laughs> I think lasagna yeah. can just be way too heavy, you know what I mean? Yeah, I feel like it weigh you like down way too a little heavy. bit. Couple yeah, steps exactly. Behind.
1: Because they yeah, played you know. uh, West Ham and uh, Arsenal's playing Wigan at the same time. Mm-hmm. Tottenham didn't, weren't really in the game, and it was a must win. This That was an important game for them to finish yeah. um, above Arsenal in the table, and that's pretty important yeah. for them. I think that Sick. year was the last year that uh, Arsenal were playing at Highbury as well. So that could have been a big uh, mm-hmm. time for Tottenham to spoil Arsenal. Oh, yes,
0: of course. I think I, I remember your account. I think it was Jermaine Genus saying that players were <laughs> vomiting in the dressing room before kickoff. I mean, that's just terrible. Like, you could, like, that sounds so bad. Imagine being away. Like, I think, yeah, they were away from home because, of course, Canary Wharf is in East London. So they were going to play at the bowling ground in Upton Park. That would have been terrible. In an enclosed exactly. space, oh man, that would have been carnage. Um, Crazy scenes. We're gonna go back to some internet stuff and talk about these quarantine challenges. I, of course, juggled toilet paper um, for about forty-five minutes a couple weeks ago and finally got the tick I wanted. Um, and then I made, I posted that on my Instagram, and so I took part in that. And there are also the challenge where teams would volley the ball, like out you, the ball would come. From one side of the screen, do a couple juggles and then pass it on the other side of the screen. I thought that was cool, but yeah. I kind of got bored of the toilet paper one. Um, I don't know, it just the internet is just staying you know, undefeated, man. Everyone's coming up with new stuff. Yeah, I had one of my um French friends, he's from
1: Senegal, he tagged me in that toilet paper challenge, and I replied to him, you know, uh, toilet paper is a scarce resource nowadays <laughs> so i was like i don't know if i can go around wasting a, a roll of toilet paper but
0: i was like i'm sorry i can't do it but, it but what else can we juggle we have we have the um what about the textbook juggling challenge that probably textbook. wouldn't work but you that's know, a we, broken
1: foot that's, that's, that's a couple a, months
0: out that's a couple months out <laughs> yeah. soon we're going to be juggling anything we can get our hands on yeah, there's there's no toilet paper around, y'all. Just use just don't don't use it too much. Um, you know. But anyways, we are now gonna get in to our best five aside teams for each league all time. Okay.
1: Uh I'll go ahead and start with La Liga. I think what, four of these five players, X players, only one of them is a current player. Uh and goalkeeper is hard to argue against Iker Casillas. One of the best goalkeepers of all time, not not just in La Liga. Uh, I got one defender, uh, Charles Puyo, great defender, brilliant defender. And in my midfield, I have Johan Cruyff and Ronaldinho. I think two really flair-type players. Two players I think would be brilliant in a -a five-a-side team. And up top, cliche, Lionel Messi. Why not? But I know your striker in your La Liga side team. I, you didn't go for Messi or Cristiano. I guess you didn't want to be the cliché,
0: did you? No, I I kind of didn't. The way I structured it was I will always, whenever I played futsal, I play in a diamond. So I thought, okay, in a diamond you have one defender, one striker, and two midfielders and obviously everyone plays defense. But I actually don't have a goalkeeper right now, but I will agree with you on Casillas. Casillas is my goalkeeper. Um, I was tempted to say Courtois as he's playing for Real Madrid now, right? Yeah, but I said, you know what? No, Casillas is the goat. I think he broke everyone's heart, or you know, he probably. I don't think it was his. He wanted to stay at Real Madrid, but you know, unfortunately, he had to move to Porto. So Casillas in goal, and then Danny Alves. I always look up to Danny Alves, so he's my lone defender. And from those World Cup twenty ten highlights, I was Andres Iniesta second. Awesome player that I have like fallen back in love with. And he was you know, Barcelona, that team, when they had Puyo, Alves, Iniesta, Pique. Um, and then uh, Ch- Xavi, Messi. I mean, holy cow. Insane. I had a tough seat. Iniesta, my one mid- midfield. Tough with the other midfield spot. I wanted to put David Villa there. But I decided on Kaká. And then oh, up choice. top, Diego Forlán. Atletico Madrid. That is my La Liga five-a-side team. So, everyone's very flashy. I know, and yes, we can get back on defense um, and all that stuff. And I pick cock because also, you know, he was, playing, um, he was playing small side and in London a couple months ago for an Adidas yes. thing. So, definitely awesome five-a-side team there. But let's move on to the Premier League. You sort yours out, Terry, while I find some last-ditch players to fill in my five.
1: Okay. Uh, for goalkeeper... I went with David De Gea as mine. I think he has one of the best hands and just reflexes that I've seen of a goalkeeper. I know recently he's he's had his struggles, but, but I genuinely think he's a world-class goalkeeper. Um, for my one defender, uh, there was a lot of choices that I had. I was I wanted to go with somebody that was real old-school or someone that eh, kind of old, kind of new still. Or, or a current player, but I went with someone that's kind of in the me- middle, a uh, real Ferdinand, solid defender. And um, my front three, I got two really creative midfield players. One of them's kind of a forward. Uh, Kevin De Bruyne and Dennis Bergkamp, I think, are two really good creative players I think would be good in a five-a-side team. And up top, I went with Thierry Henry. Who
0: else? How about that's you, all right, so I am thinking I agree with you on De Gea for sure. I like him in the back, and I'm actually going to switch it up. I'm not going to go from back to front here. Ian Wright from Arsenal. Ian Wright is just a cool guy. I would love to play five-a-side with Ian Wright. I mean, honestly, it would have been amazing. Yeah. Um, there, honestly, when it comes to Premier League, there are no – I. And I say this, no, with nowhere you could go wrong. Like there's everywhere yeah. you could go right, except maybe not with Peter Crouch. I have Peter Crouch's name up on my computer screen, and I would, I don't think I want to play with Peter Crouch on a five side. Nah, no way. No way. Um, you know, I this name came to my mind just because he's kind of he's a pundit now, but I would really want to play with Jamie Carragher, um, who okay. as my defender. Um, Kara just has something about him. I, I don't really know. I, I, it seems like he's just he's very old-fashioned with kind of how he would boss everyone around. So I want Kara in the back there. Yeah. Um, now, in the midfield, David Silva from Man City, I just cannot get over the fact that he's always been a player that I've respected. And he just has such great fancy footwork. Um, and I think him and Bernardo Silva um, are like such – there's such a good partnership in midfield. Um, even though they don't like play very compatible positions sometimes. I know Bernardo Silva drifts out wide in some occasions, but I like David Silva, the OG Silva at Manchester City. And for my last midfield spot, um, it's tough. And, you know, I don't really know. I, I'm thinking maybe Riyad Mahrez, um, Mahrez something like okay. that. I think, I think Riyad would be great in the five-a-side, really tricky. Let's move on to Bundesliga now. Do you have something there for us?
1: Yeah, I know my Bundesliga 5 side team is very Bayern Munich-heavy. Um, Manuel Neuer, goalkeeper, is hard to pick someone that's not Manuel Neuer, so I just went with him. And my defender is not a center back this time. He's a wing back, but he's a very versatile player, David Alaba. Pace, can defend, can create a pass. I know when he plays for um, Austria, he's actually a forward player, so he can pretty much do anything. Um, another player that I went with, old school guy, is a pundit around uh, World Cup time that many of us are familiar with, uh, Michael Ballack. He's a name that. Oh, man, 18. that's a good one. And the front two, two guys that we're very familiar with, Aaron uh, Robin and Robert Lewandowski. Lewandowski is an absolute goal scorer, and Aaron Robin's left foot. What else can I say about that? It's sweet.
0: I miss that, man. Terry, man, I love that team. But I'm going to take a different route, especially with the goalkeeper now. Neuer, great goalkeeper. However, I think Peter Galassi is someone who's coming up on Neuer. Um, I don't think he'll ever be the sweeper-keeper that Neuer is. No one can replicate that just yet. But Galassi, when I watched Leipzig play Spurs in the last game before um, the Champions League, went out of action. He was making some awesome saves. Really good goalkeeper. In the back for my defender, I'm gonna go with Matt Hummels, really just a reliable goalkeeper that I or not goalkeeper, reliable defender, um, who's played for a while in the Bundesliga. And then my midfield, I'm going pretty young, I'm going Alfonso Davies and then Jaden Sancho for my midfielders in the five aside. And then up top I'm gonna to go Miroslav Klosa, absolute legend. Another I go back to me watching the twenty ten World Cup highlights. Another player that's just been let when I watched those highlights, one of his goals I thought was awesome. So, those are our five side teams for the Premier League, the Spanish the Spanish League, and then the Bundesliga. So, that's how it stands here, guys. All right. Honestly, yeah, I think these are some good teams. I wouldn't want to go against them. Mm-hmm. I don't really, you know, I, it's it's really tough because you have to you have to like maybe. Limit yourself even more to make some tough decisions, but really, for these things, you can't go wrong. Um, I think if yeah. it's cool, it's always cool to combine young and old, and young and old doesn't have to mean like you're combining someone that played in the 90s or the early 2000s when we weren't watching soccer to now. I mean, it's just like you know, everyone, I think, and also not every player is a good five-a-side player, you need players that are technical. So, I don't really know, you know, I know that. Jaden sancho would be a, is a beast at five aside just by looking at him you know so exactly but that's kind of where we're gonna leave it guys it's been a good one this time around just kind of talking about whatever and all that stuff not having really any news so it's been straight i enjoyed it yeah good
1: to be back on the pod
0: you know yeah, it's, all, it's a lot more laid back, and there's not a lot of news to talk about, which isn't like, you know, we're fine with talking about news, but at the end of the there's day, none there. Cool what can we do? Exactly. Pretty cool exactly. to chill, exactly.
1: And that's it for today's episode. As always, follow us on Instagram at C-O-T-O Podcast. Thanks for listening,
0: guys, and catch us next week.
1: Jogo Bonito.